Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everyone, what's going on? It's the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Motivation Mondays, Monday Motivation, and this one's going to be all about forgiveness. Now, um, once again, we're we're in troubled times, right? We got a, a, an election year. Right, with um, a whole bunch of just craziness going on around that, we got um, coronavirus is still, <laughs> uh, for lack of better terms, alive and well. Right, um, we got social unrest is still, you know, all over the place, and um, yeah, it's a, it's hard, right? It's hard. You know, if, if if you're black, right, you're you're probably in some way, you know, with the black lives movement, you know, one way or the other. And then you're probably upset because there's other races that um, are saying all lives matter. And and mind you, the, let, let me let me say something real quick. Back when um, people first started saying Black Lives Matter years ago, right? I didn't get it either. I was like, no, all lives matter, man. We're all, you know, we, we all matter. And I actually just went through some diversity training the other day, and they brought something up, and I, I flat out disagree, and maybe someone can drop a comment let me know or reach out. But um, they basically, basically said when somebody says... Um, we're, we're all one race, we're the human race, which I say often, right? Um, they basically said that that's, you know, um, kind of being aggressive in a way because you're taking away from someone else who's trying to be recognized or acknowledged for their race, right? When, but maybe it's in context because when I say we're all one race, what I mean is um, we're we're of the same breed so to say we're the same animal we just just like dogs or cats you know there's there's different looks and everything but a dog and will play around with another dog you know and a cat will play around with another cat um i'm sure they probably look at each other a little differently too but it kind of opened my eyes to to think although i still don't think what i say is wrong i definitely will think about a little bit more just in case someone disagrees with me you know it might be because they feel like i'm taking away from something they're trying to say so i get it i was kind of glad i got to learn that um but anyway you got someone who's white who might take offense to black lives matter because they feel like because they're not prejudiced racist or anything else that that is putting them into a box of negativity when they're not that way, right? Um, and I know some of you might be thinking, oh, wow, he's calling this forgiveness. Is he trying to say everyone needs to just forgive everyone? Not necessarily. 
but I think part of forgiveness and acknowledgement um, and most importantly understanding comes from not always taking it as something negative when someone says or does something right don't get me wrong um there are, there are plenty of assholes out there right there are evil people when i say evil if you're a racist if you think someone is less because of where they come from or the color of their skin i'm sorry you're a piece of shit turn my podcast off podcast off matter of fact no don't maybe listen and hopefully learn and change but um yeah to to categorize someone based on something and we all do it right stereotyping so i I will i will flat out say if i see someone with their pants sagging down you know past their butt and they're wearing a belt so there's no excuse for it i categorize them in a category of how can I put it? Um, they're probably not a professional. You know what I mean? You know, and, and mind you, I don't care what race you are. That's the thing. I don't I don't do things by race, but yes, by certain things that you might do, I'm gonna look at you a different way. And and mind you, stereotypes and even racism and a bunch of other things all come from experiences and what we learned from other people, right? So someone who pulls up on some big old rims with pitch black tinted windows and a crazy paint job and blast and rap music, all of which, well, I didn't do all that, but I did a lot of it. But I'm going to be kind of watching you because I also know to have a car that has all that, it's a lot of damn money. And unless you're working a six-figure-plus job and living in the hood where you don't have a lot of rent then you're selling dope or you're jacking people or you're doing something else can you afford that crap right so i'm gonna be looking at you some kind of way but anyway we all do that we kind of size people up if nothing else right um i've even had people say things to me because i I walked in somewhere where no one knew me with a suit and tie on and once i got to talking and then i kind of told my story they were like oh my god i would have never thought that and i always ask them well what did you think? Oh, I thought someone who could help me, someone who's got power, someone who's an executive, someone who's this. And I'm like, wow, cool. You know, so what does that tell you about the way you're dressed? What does that tell you about the way you conduct yourself? What does that tell you? Like, if you if you thought I was all that, why aren't you trying to do something more with your life? But my point is, no matter what people do, what no matter what people say, um, you got to you got to be able to look past all that and understand that if you hold on to anger or aggression. So we started out with like, you know, the white people maybe being mad at, at Black Lives Matter, not because of what they're doing, but because they feel like they're being attacked, whether directly or indirectly. Black Lives Matter might feel like, um, what, what was what's the big thing? Um, silence is equal to violence. So like if a white person doesn't get involved, you're basically saying that they're complicit in it and they're basically, you know, they're they're just as bad, right? And to an extent, right, I agree with that. But then there's a flip side, right? There's a flip side that what about the white person who, like everything 
around them is their boss, their business, um, the people that have co-signed on loans, whatever it may be, people that could have a direct effect on their life who maybe don't support it or maybe would view it in a negative aspect. So they make a choice for self-preservation versus helping the masses, which don't get me wrong. In my book, I'm kind of like, hey, sometimes you got to put your neck out there, right? Um, for what's right versus what's right for you. But who are any of us to tell someone that they should fight the good fight with no regard to themselves? That's what heroes and real leaders do. Not what your everyday, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry do out there. So do they deserve a little forgiveness and understanding? You know, what, what about blacks that aren't with Black Lives Matter? Do they deserve forgiveness and understanding because maybe there's a reason they don't want to get involved you know what i mean um <laughs> you guys hear me talk bad about trump all the time but i 100 percent at any given time would love to have a conversation with a, a trump supporter an intelligent conversation mind you if you're just going to sit here and spew out ignorance and that goes for me too like, I wouldn't want to have that discussion, but I honestly do want to understand why um, why people support someone who blatantly lies in public, on video. Like, you can rewind a hundred different times where he lied, you know, and, and I just don't get it. And I want to know why people still follow him. I even had someone um, at work tell me, they were like, yeah, well, he's still the better choice and everything. And I'm like, why? Because I consider this individual intelligent. And he said, no, I, 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 I just think it's a better option. You know, Biden's been around, you know, 40 years. And I was like, you know what? I 100% agree with you on that. I wish there was another option. Like, I wish neither one of them. I wish there was something else, right? But... He also told me, because I told him I, I want to understand why the the diehard trumpet supporters, which he is not, um, why they support. And he literally told me this. He goes, you have to understand that some you, you can't argue with people without intellect. And you, you'll never win that argument. And so many people in history have ruled based on corralling the masses of ignorance and i told him i said well i mean that sounds like what hillary was trying to pitch you know the deplorables and all this stuff and i was like i i'd like to think that whatever people say about all these rednecks and all this other stuff these are our countrymen and women and and I don't care if they have a paper degree or they graduated from high school i don't consider people just dumb you know what i mean and so I, I push back that, you know, I want to have conversations with people to understand why they support a certain individual. And if it's because they have those racist tendencies and our president currently pretty much pitches that stuff, um, I'd rather just know that that's it and then I, I'd be content. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going all over the place. Uh, but I, I, I want you guys to understand that there could be 20 different things that make you upset about another person you got cut off in traffic you got fired from your job you got written up at your job um girlfriend said something mean husband said something mean your kids called you fat you know whatever 
Um, it could be something real serious to something not so serious. But the power of forgiveness, right? The power of forgiveness. I just want to talk about that. And and I know we're like past 10 minutes into this and you're probably like, Jesus, please talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm a rambler. Y'all should know that. But forgiveness. So forgiveness has power on different levels, right? The first one is, and I know we've all done this. We've forgiven someone let something go right and then that individual comes back and does the exact same thing or something worse or something on the same lines and we're like why did i ever forgive them why did i allow them back in my life why 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 right and i get that and maybe it just wasn't time for them to learn but the reality is is because you forgave at the time one you allowed them the opportunity to grow and learn because they had the opportunity to come back and either do it again to the point where I'm pretty sure you dealt with it the second or third or fourth time, right? Or they come back and they don't do it again and then you acknowledge that hopefully and they really learn from it and maybe try to pass it on to someone else. So that's one big aspect to forgiveness is that you help others grow you help others forgive hopefully they pay it forward to someone else so that someone else can learn and grow just as you afforded them that opportunity right so the other big piece of forgiveness is what it does for you so when you forgive somebody right when you forgive someone you release when you do it for real <laughs> Let me preface it all this by that. When you forgive for real, you let go of that that issue, that problem, that that occurrence. You let it go. You might not let it go a hundred percent, but the better you get at flat out forgiving things, the better you release all that, and that and that frees up you to be happy. That frees up you. To concentrate on other things because you have let something go. And and I'll tell y'all, um, I'll never forget I was in the, the um, Passport to Purpose in prison. And um, one of the exercises was the the fisherman's net. And, you know, the, you, you, the, the journey is hard when you don't allow, you know, you don't get rid of the things that are in your net, right? And um, so that net was symbolic to us, like what we hold on to, right? And um, the fish were the issues, like the things that we don't forgive ourselves for, right? And obviously doing this in prison, I mean, there were some guys and there was some serious crap in their nets, you know, me included. So the exercise was we had to go back to our, our buildings, our blocks, and write out all these things that we were holding on to, things that we have not been able to let go, right? And it could be things that we did. It could be things that were done against us, whatever. Things that we have not either forgiven ourselves or forgiven someone else for, right? And the exercise was we bring these back on a piece of paper, we put them in an envelope, and then the facilitators of these um, meetings, 
they were going to take them and proverbially throw them into the Sacramento River, right? But the reality was they were going to take them and just, you know, throw them away, burn them up, shred them, whatever. And that was going to be symbolic of us letting these things go so that we could move on with our lives and, and become better individuals. So everyone did it, right? And we come back the next week to our meeting and we're all like, okay, and everyone's turning in their stuff, right? And um, everyone turned in their envelope except me <laughs> right go figure everybody did you know and so as they went around they they one of the things was if you don't um if you're not ready to let go you know you don't turn in your envelope right so i'm the only one so they, they asked me they said well tito you're you're the only person in the entire group and I said, yeah. And they were like, why? Uh, do you need to write more in there? And I go, no, no, I don't. And they were like, well, why Why can't you, why don't you want to give it to us? And I said, well, I'm not, I'd be lying to myself. I'm not, I'm not ready to forgive yet. They were like, well, who did something to you that you're not ready to forgive? And And I said, has nothing to do with that it's not that i haven't forgiven someone else and they're like well what is it and i said well i haven't i haven't forgiven myself and they're like do you mind sharing what it is and i said yeah i took my best friend's life i killed someone that i considered like a brother and i do not forgive myself for that. And um yeah, it was it was weird. It was like everyone in that room which was a, the the visiting room, right? Everyone and all, you know, inmates and everything for the most part, they they all got real close real quick and um they were like you you, you got to you got to let it go and I was like I I can't I, I just I I can't see forgiving myself for that because I I can't make it up right and they told me I had to do 15 years to life and then it got overturned and I took a plea agreement for 14 years and now in 12 years I'm going to go home and that's supposed to be it but it won't be because Yahim won't be back. I'll be back. He won't. So how, how how do you forgive yourself for that? And how do you ever, ever pay that back? And, I mean, I had people praying on me, for me. Um, you know, everyone asking to please, you know, give up that envelope. And I actually kept it with me till I left, and for the life of me, I can't find it now. So that's something that weighs heavy on me to this day. And um, I can only imagine what might happen if I 100% forgave myself for that. But I know for a fact that 
his family doesn't forgive me at all. And I guess if they don't forgive me, I, I can't forgive myself. And it holds me back. But I've forgiven myself for the other things I've done. I've forgiven others for things that they have done against me. I, I, I won't forget them. You know what I mean? The cop, the, the detective that lied on me in court, I'll, I'll never forget that. But I forgive them. I, I still kind of wish bad things. <laughs> you know, I, I wish karma catches up with them, but I forgive them. It's whatever. The sergeant who threatened to put a weapon in my property when I was six months to the house. I'm never going to forget that. But I'll forgive him. The guy who set me up to get shot. I forgive him. He's dead now. You know. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. But the better we we look at how forgiveness can empower those that we interact with. How forgiveness can give us sanity, strength, and perseverance. We have to focus on being able, being able to forgive others, forgive ourselves. And most importantly, if you can consider yourself a leader, to teach that empathy and, and forgiveness in your teams so that they understand that people will make mistakes, people will wrong others, but in forgiveness is education, in forgiveness is communication, in forgiveness is growth. Sorry I bounced around and then I got all serious and now we're all melodramatic at the end, but uh, I'm big on forgiveness and it's also one of the hardest things to do. Um, so my challenge to y'all, go out and forgive someone. Someone who just cut you off, yell and scream, and then say, it's all good. I'll probably cut someone off once too. You know, someone who ate your lunch at work. Maybe they were that hungry and they needed it. Maybe they thought it was theirs. Yeah, right. But anyway, forgive someone, all right? Anyway, I love y'all. I hope y'all are safe, healthy. Be be double safe out there. There's there's a bunch of craziness going on, not to mention viruses. Anyway, this is Tito, 15 to life. I'm out.